0: Hey John from Fat Stacks blog here. Today I want to talk about what I refer to as crossover niches or crossover niche websites. I'll explain exactly what that is and how to approach it. Now first off I'm not actually in one of these but the the entire concept does appeal to me and I've looked at it quite a bit. Uh, it just so happens I'm, I'm not in one and I'm focusing on one site that I started many years ago. Anyway so what is a crossover niche? Well it's a it's a it's not a specific traditional niche that most people would go after. Let's say uh, SUVs or sports cars or some sort of fashion website. Okay, they're more than that. You're not really targeting a specific topic or group of tightly related topics. Instead, what you're doing is you're targeting an audience. And usually it's a segmented audience with a, with, who's either interested in the personality behind the niche or the site or they're interested in a particular type of lifestyle. So I think it's easier by giving a series of examples. Now if, now one is celebrity. Celebrity is one of these crossover niches that can be applied to a lot of different niches. So you can have a standalone celebrity site or you can apply some sort of celebrity angle to an existing site. So I mean you got got your, your typical gossip sites but then you have celebrity houses and you have celebrity travel and entertainment and vehicles and general celebrity lifestyle and So you can either bolt this on to a, let's say you have a uh, home and garden site, you can include celebrity houses, or you can just do a wide array celebrity oriented site and cover all of that. All right, the next one is probably the most common type of crossover site, crossover niche site, and that would be like basically lifestyle blogs and these typically will incorporate multiple traditional niches into one but it's through the lens of the creator or the blogger or it's targeting a segmented audience and in some cases it does both all right so you know, usually these types of websites are going to target the big three niches, which are health, wealth, and relationships. And and basically, it's this whole sort of concept of lifestyle design. And these are quite popular, and there's some really big sites, and they can be very, very successful. Uh, the key is is that the you know per, if it's personality driven, that the people are really interested, the audience is compelled to read and watch or read the emails or whatever of the personality who's behind it so you need to be a compelling type of personality or writer for this to succeed the other option is is you kind of combine multiple traditional niches targeting a particular segment let's say an age group uh would be a good example of that so a state a phase in life where you're incorporating you know uh, personal finance and health and uh Relationship advice, but you're you're targeting, let's say, uh, people who are and women who are fifty to sixty years old. Okay, so there's two very different approaches to that, and you can do both of them. You can be like the personality-driven site that is also targeting women who are fifty to sixty years old. All right, so another example is design. Design is is interesting, and there are quite a few of these types of sites. There, there could be a person who is really into design, but not just interior design or fashion design but design generally. And the whole website would be targeting multiple niches. It could be architecture, it could be interiors, it could be fashion, vehicles, furniture. I mean, it, almost everything in, in our lives has some sort of component to to design to it. And so somebody who's really into design, it could even include website and graphic design. I've seen that. I've, I've seen like interior design with also graphic design. And so it's somebody who's got a particular style that they like, you know, that crosses all t- all types of niches and the whole website is about that and that can be very very successful of course you have to have a good eye and really know what you're talking about all right the fourth one would be travel plus pick your niche okay travel is one of those niches kind of like celebrity it can be Tacked on with a whole lot of other different traditional niches. Okay, so there there could be travel and food, uh, travel in a geographical area, and and you might be wondering, well, how is a geographical area tr- a traditional type of niche? Well, you know there are websites dedicated to cities and towns and regions and so forth. So you could you could attack on a sort of travel component to that. There's travel and fashion. There's travel and pets there's a lot of ways to combine travel with different traditional niches. And this would be one of those crossover niches. You can even apply travel to a particular age group uh, and segment that way. Number five would be gaming and fitness is a good example. Fitness and health is one of those also that can be tacked on into a lot of different aspects. So like five and six, five is gaming and fitness or gaming and health. And then six would be technology and health. So there's a way that health is applied. Now, both of those are huge and, and they're they're actually quite related but think about like gaming right like uh, virtual reality sets Uh, there used to be Nintendo Wii and there's probably some other things and then of course there's all the apps and the software out there to encourage and promote and track all of uh, health and fitness uh, activities and then there's also of course generally technology which is a little bit more broad and that too is a huge component of health and there are a lot of websites that are that cover technology and health and that's the angle that they take unless i just as a joke i'm going to throw forbes forbes is traditionally a business website but if you visit it lately or looked in the serps they rank for like everything it's not business anymore it's like they rank for best lawnmowers they rank for best electric razors they they rank for everything it's one of these sites now i do not suggest that you attempt to tackle something like this sorry i've actually tested Forbes seems to have a special place in Google's heart and, and can rank for pretty much anything under the sun. Uh, most sites can't and don't even try. That's that's just not something you really want to do. It's just taking on way too much. And, and y- y- you know, I, I think a lot of big sites have even attempted and probably haven't really succeeded with it. And for some reason, Forbes does. Anyway, so don't do that. So if you're going to combine niches, do it intentionally that you're targeting a specific audience or you're attracting an audience and they don't have to be that segmented but it's based because it's your personality you're you're compelling people to watch and read you and that can be very successful as well so is this a good approach yeah i actually i actually think these sites can be very good i think they're a little bit more difficult to do than your traditional site because you need to think about it you need to you know, if you're, if you're targeting a, a particular audience, you need to be very, very careful that what you do is always serving that specific audience. You don't want to veer away from that, right? You can cover from a lot of angles. Like, let's say, again, let's return to women who are, um, you know, ages uh, 50 to 60. Uh, you can go super broad within the niches like personal finance, health, relationships, even vehicles, and so on and so forth, uh, interior design, whatever. You can you can incorporate all that into there. But it's always got to be written toward your specific audience group, okay? And then the personality-driven one, that's even harder. I, I I haven't done it, okay? Now, I think maybe Fat Stacks veers toward that, and that's why I tend to like it, and I have fun with Fat Stacks because of that. The personality one is not everyone can pull it off. And you know, a really good example is it's sort of like not that you only can do this with YouTube, but you know, a lot of people try YouTube, but not everyone succeeds with it. And there's some people just have a real knack who have a real sort of energy and, uh, do really well on video. I'm not particularly one of those who are great on video. I prefer the writing, but it's, it's hard, it's hard to pull off. So you either have to have a a writing style that people really like, or a personality on video that people really like, and they're going to come back and, and they're not, really that particular about the niche that you're discussing is they're there to read and watch you. Now, I do think it would be a good idea to also niche down. You you don't want to like just cover everything under the sun. I think I think again you're either going to segment an audience or you're going to go target topically to some extent. But at the end of the day, it's the people that are watching you. So I'm going to give you two real-life examples that illustrate both types, the audience-driven approach and the personality-driven approach. And hopefully that helps explain the difference. So the first one is Tim Ferriss. Now, Tim Ferriss doesn't really have a blog anymore. It's his whole thing. His business is really mainly a podcast, and it's extremely successful. But the reason I'm I'm mentioning him as a good example is he started with a blog. His blog was really successful. And he started – fairly niche okay so he got started with an online business years ago uh selling a a type of supplement that he created and he had white labeled and he sold and that was successful and he started blogging about that business all right so he kind of like a fat type website he's t- sort of blogging about that And then he expanded beyond just blogging about that specific type of online business and went more into lifestyle design where he started talking about outsourcing and hiring people and the general concept of an online business or even applying these principles to a real business where you're trying to delegate and outsource and, you know, basically free up more of your time and have uh, create this, this lifestyle and he traveled a lot and so you know if you want to travel here's how you do it and so forth okay so then he branched into that but then he branched even further into health right he did the four-hour buddy it was a huge success and he's clearly very interested in that as well and that was a big book it was a bestseller and so and before that was the four-hour work week which was the whole lifestyle design thing so he's expanded and So he's personality driven. His audience is stuck with him, even even though he like did a massive 180 from a business orientation toward a health orientation, very different. But his audience they like Tim, and they want to read and hear what Tim has to say. So that's what he did, and it's worked really, really well. And he's an excellent example of how to make that work. All right. So now he he interviews people. He's got this big podcast that's sort of kind of a whole different business model he's done but until that that worked really well for him the example of focusing more on a segmented audience would be the art of manliness and this this website's been around since 2008 so it's 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 been highly successful for many many years and it targets men and it's all about you know suggestions on how to be uh, a man you know manly and and all of that okay so it covers everything from health and personal finance and diy and woodworking and uh, survival skills and all of this stuff it all incorporates it in there and the articles are well done there is a person behind it brett mckay he started i believe uh, his wife has also works on it extensively and so the two of them run the website and they actually write quite a bit of the article still despite its enormous success but he's not really the face of it, right? He's not, he's not the face of it. I I think they also have a podcast, so he's obviously on that. But when you read it, the whole feel is really more not about him, but it's about the topics that are serving its targeted audience. All right. So I, I would slot that in as a more um, audience driven type of crossover niche website. All right. So now, it's important that you understand that these are not without risk, all right? It's 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 not easy to pull these off and they can take a long time to do. Like, you know, a lot of more traditional niche sites that are really targeted in on something, let's say like baseball or basketball, right? You can you can usually go for some really long tail stuff and try to get some traffic and all that. That's n- not necessarily the approach you're taking here. You're you're really it's really going about trying to attract an audience, especially a personality driven, but if it's if it's um, a segmented audience that you're also going after, then you need to attract those people as well. So yes, you're gonna do SEO. I mean, the art of manliness gets, I think something like seven hundred, at least according to Ahrefs, probably more seven hundred thousand visitors a month from SEO tra- uh, traffic alone. But the total, according to SimilarWeb, is over four million. Okay, so yes, it gets SEO traffic and plenty of it, but it's only a small percentage of its overall traffic, according to those tools. Could be totally wrong. Okay, and then um, the design—a uh, a design site that I know of—it's um, called Design Milk, and it covers all sorts of design: vehicles, scooters, clothing, interiors, and all of that. It's just a all-in-one design website, Ahrefs says it gets like 80,000 visitors a month, which is not much. The site's been around forever. It has tons of content, but according to similar web, it gets something like 700, 800,000 visitors a month. So again, that's attracting a particular audience who's really interested in all things design, all right? so. they're not without risk because there's not really a quick and easy way to start getting traffic to these. It's really sort of just plugging away and trying to build up your audience. All right. So what that does mean is that there are obviously multiple traffic avenues available to you. And in fact, it's something you would definitely want to do. Now you wouldn't, wouldn't try to chase all traffic, but social could be a good way to good way to get started and get started a little quicker. YouTube is huge for a lot of these types of websites, especially the personality driven ones. If you're good on video, that's massive. And and then there's email marketing is massive with these sites. One of the big reasons I really, really like this concept is because because people are reading you or they're really interested in the sort of the whole approach of the concept, email can be engaging, it can work and get a lot of lower readings. You you compare that to say uh, an SUV website that just writes about SUVs, um, which can be a great website, but people who are interested in SUVs aren't interested in reading about it all the time, right? They buy their SUV, they're done. They're, they're not searching and looking for information about SUVs anymore, right? So it's, it's very different. So email can be very, very good with that as well. So you need to really plan out a multiple platform traffic approach with these sites which is a good thing because if you succeed with that you're not so dependent on seo all right so now speaking about seo now in 2022 google rolled out what's called its helpful content update and in the documentation there it suggests that a site should have a primary purpose or focus on the surface, one would read that to suggest that you should stick within a topic or within a niche. And I think generally speaking, that would be the advice. So where do these types of websites, these lifestyle sites or these these crossover type sites, where, where do they come into play? All right, it, are, they, are they going to work? Well, on August 5, 2023, John Mueller replied to somebody's question about this and said, a page doesn't have to be on a site that's related to the niche in order to be useful and helpful. I think he could have clarified this answer a lot more and put it in the context of these types of lifestyle websites, all right? And I, and I think that would have been important. So we have two fairly unhelpful statements by Google, all right? But remember, this is not a strict SEO play. So I wouldn't get too concerned about that you probably compromising your SEO potential by doing this to some extent. I mean, art of manliness has been around since 2008. The content's really good. It targets a lot of keywords. It's got an absolute ton of content, and it gets seven hundred thousand visitors a month, according to Ahrefs from SEO. That's not a lot of traffic for some, for a site like that. And then Design Milk, which you know has been also around a long time, tons of content, eighty thousand visitors. So there, I can't really say you know speak toward Design Milk that much, but the Art of which I've been reading for years and years. It seems to me that they are targeting some pretty good keywords, and so I don't know. And, and the traffic did have a peak several years ago of like one and a half million search visitors a month. So it's down by half, according to Ahrefs. Like, it, these tools could be totally wrong, but let's go with that. And so it's suggesting that I that there could you could be compromising your SEO potential by taking this approach. But I don't think you. I don't think the person Brett McKay his wife behind Artemalius are, are going to say, well, boy, I think we made a big mistake here. I don't think they would ever say that. I think, I think what they've done is they've created an awesome website with 4 million visitors per month, according to SimilarWeb, and that they're not dependent on Google at all. If they lost all their Google traffic, they're still getting over 3 million, right? So, so I think for, for that, I, I think SEO is something you want to pay attention to. It's going to be harder to do. You could be compromising it by not being more focused but at the same time, you're going to have a lot of other traffic opportunities. So I think it's moot, in fact. And if you can pull this type of website off, I think you're well ahead and it's a really good business model. All right. So there's some other aspects to consider here. I mentioned email. Email is very, very powerful with this. And that's because you have this dedicated loyal audience, whether they're compelled to your personality, it's personality driven, or it's a segmented audience and they're interested in basically all the stuff that you have to write about, especially if you write it for that specific audience, and that's important to do. So email can be very effective, and if if your audience is really interested in what you have to say about all of these various topics that you cover, selling stuff and promoting stuff as an affiliate is, is fairly easy to do because they're gonna trust you. Now, you really wanna make take care that you promote and sell Good stuff, and as long as you do that, you're going to be able to generate quite a bit of money from affiliate promotions and selling stuff. Generally speaking, I mean, like let, let's go back to uh, a segmented audience of women um, between fifty and sixty, and you have a sizable topic on personal finance. There's a lot of stuff there that 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 audience could. Uh, be interested in in terms from personal finance perspective with affiliate programs. And that's just one example. I mean, and health is huge as well. So, you know, these, these are really good opportunities. Now I mentioned personal finance and health for like, let's say a age and a gender oriented segmented audience. Um, you need to keep in mind that these are what are called your money and your life uh, uh, niches, which Google makes much harder to rank. So once again, so many of these sites that do delve into these types of topics, relationships, money, and health, these are very difficult to rank in Google. So you just want to be aware of that. It's not impossible, and and in the long run, it could it could be irrelevant because you're getting traffic from other sources. But just so you know, just go in with eyes wide open. All right. So lastly, I want to, I want to wrap up with humor knocks it out of the park every time. All right especially if you're personality-driven, but even if you're, even if you're more just segmenting toward and serving a particular audience, if you can inject humor or, or something that makes you stand out, some sort of voice or style in your writing, or in your, in your videos, in your podcasts, whatever it is that you're doing, your emails, it's going to make all the difference in the world. People, It's just going to make it that much more powerful. And humor is such an easy, it's not easy to pull off, but if you can do it, it's a, it's an easy way to get loyal and happy readers. You're going to come back over and over and over. And humor is something that applies to any niche. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. You can write about accounting and be funny, and your audience will love it. All right, so uh, I like these niches. I'm not in one. Uh, if I were going to start a new site, I would probably really think seriously about incorporating some sort of aspect like this into it just because I think – When you're targeting an audience in the long run, I mean, who can deny like art of manliness? I mean, the search traffic's decent, but the overall traffic is awesome. And it's it's a targeted segment and niche, which advertisers also really love. Thanks for listening.